What's up, guys? Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about SEO job, SEO recruiting, how you can find your job opportunity and jump on this field. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Tyson Stockton. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. Monday, you know, as we discussed a little bit about that, yeah, it's awesome opportunity to go ahead. And, you know, I check out a few studies that 70% of people hate their jobs it's a lot yeah it's terrible uh, so uh, i remember when i had the same attitude when i chased money uh, in one of my projects uh, i wasted a lot of resources i don't remember exactly it's like three years of wasted money resources my time and i got it no way i i don't need to go with this project because it doesn't bring anything for me and uh, i've learned from neil patel uh, he shared about uh, his uh, project about poker because he couldn't play poker and he, he tried to uh, earn money with that he lost this project as i did with my project so yeah and right now yeah i'm excited more about seo pr uh, link building before we start just tell more about your experience background and why you decided to share with us about SEO recruiting yeah so i mean one i've just genuinely kind of been interested in how our industry is progressing how it's changing and I think, you know, there's a lot of really interesting opportunities out there, but there's so many facets, so many directions that you can take. And then whether it was from my experience on the past hiring SEOs to join like a team that I was managing or working and hearing whether, you know, other enterprise clients just hearing their struggles of finding, you know, good SEO talent. And obviously it's been quite competitive and a lot of job opportunities. Um, so one, I think it's an interesting component of what's going to allow businesses really succeed in SEO and two, just, you know, be an interesting part of, you know, enabling other SEOs to take that next career step and jump in their path in their career. Okay, nice, nice. Uh, okay, let's talk more about uh, SEO job because, you know, uh, I often see when companies are looking for jack of all trades. You know, they want to uh, hire one specialist who can do anything, you know, like create content, analyze, create strategy, provide link building campaigns. But, you know, I'm not sure it's possible. Yeah, it's possible, but I'm not sure about the quality. What do you think? How to choose the right direction uh, in SEO field if someone want to jump on this field and go on this direction? Yeah, and I think that's an interesting part of where SEO is at. And now it, it, it starts to feel like you start to have these specializations within the industry as a whole. And so before mm -hmm. it was just like, I'm an SEO, I have to do absolutely everything. And now it's kind of like you'll talk to people and it's like, no, I'm a technical SEO or you know, I prefer and kind of stay within like the content realm. So it does feel like it's getting to a point that there is that recognition that the industry and field is so diverse that you can be specialized within it. And certainly within like a larger enterprise organization that might have a team of, you know, let's say 10 SEOs. Well, within that, they're either going to have job focus specialization or part of the website specialization. So it's coming around to be more and more with that. But I do agree. It's kind of like the expression, like, you know, you can be like a jack of all trades and a master of none. And SEO, that tends to also be the case. And I think 
every SEO should be aware of all the facets, but I think it's also something that can be an opportunity to lean into the areas that you excel in or you find more interesting or you feel like there's just more value that you can offer to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Um... I have one question. Uh, it's not related to our main topic, but I can't avoid it. Sorry for that. I see a bunch of books on your background. Can you tell about these books? You know, because I love reading books. I spend so much time by reading books, uh, and uh, I usually read marketing books, self improvement, many other stuff. Can you tell about your loving books and how they can help you? Yeah, I mean, like the books, the books in the background there can be across the board from like some <laughs> random ones about vans or travel or marketing aggression, mm-hmm. um, you know, and even I I'll also like more kind of like like novel type if you want to get away from you know, learning something kind of more cut and dry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think in general within SEO, though, too, it's we are t- we we do tend to be curious creatures by nature and i think that mm-hmm. is one of the the big skill sets that i look for especially when i'm you know recruiting or when i'm hiring is beyond like the hard skill sets does an individual have kind of the more learning aptitude and that ambition to continue to progress continue to learn and so whether it's reading whether it's watching videos i think it's just one characteristic that within SEO, you know, back to the point of being so many facets, or also in the sense of it's not a stagnant industry and the tactics that we applied two years ago may not be as relevant this week. And I mean, yeah, shoot, there's going to be an algorithm update this week on, you know, content and <laughs> that you know, has the potential, potential to make a substantial change in the industry. So I think that that characteristic and that kind of just internal desire to continue to learn evolve change yeah. is something that you know we all just have to embrace and lean into mm-hmm. yeah totally i know that you launched a newsletter about seo uh, jobs can you tell who can get value from this newsletter i mean like beginners advanced specialists uh, or uh, someone who uh, just wants to hire seo specialists can you tell more about that yeah, absolutely. So at, at Previsible, um, Jordan Cooney and David Bell and I, we created the company and we have three main kind of components within Previsible. We have our SEO consulting and that's, you know, when our clients need external expertise, we have an educational component to it. And it's not just for SEOs, but also the internal stakeholder teams to be used as an asset of the SEO teams. So if they're needing to train up the content writers, the product and engineering, regardless of the part of the business, that's where we want to, you know, add that additional support to the SEO teams. And the third one is in the recruiting. And so the newsletter fits kind of within the recruiting vein. Like we do offer a recruiting service to clients to expand out their internal teams. So it may not always be the right scenario for a company to just use consulting or use, you know, external partners. But, you know, there is sometimes a value add of having internal bodies um, that are joining on the team. And we kept hearing again and again about these struggles that internal teams were having, just finding good talent. And as we know, there's a ton of really good SEOs out there. And so we wanted to be able to, one, help those businesses find the right people 
but then also being able to kind of like lean in and being able to enable SEOs to help progress their careers, find the right opportunities. And so our jobs newsletter is not just highlighting jobs that we're recruiting for, like, sure, we are going to obviously place our positions in there, <laughs> but then we'll literally just crawl and scrape and look at whatever job opportunities are out there and select the ones that we feel are most lucrative or most interesting. And we offer this for entry level, mid to senior and director and above roles. Um, we not only give like the links of where you can apply to it, but we also will give like some information that we feel would be helpful to evaluate if that's an interesting opportunity. So size of the website that you'd be working on, size of the company as a whole, size of the SEO team that you're going to be working with. Um, and then that way too, you can kind of get a little more of a feel because those are really big factors, like understanding how big is the organization that you're going to have to navigate through on the implementation? Like how big of a team are you joining? And, and are you going to be like the only SEO within the company? Or are you joining onto a team with other SEOs that you can learn and develop from? And then just generally like the size of the website is going to have such a big difference into like what tactics you might put in place. Um, so we wanted to provide those again, like these aren't all positions we have any association to just things that caught our attention and we thought was worth sharing. Um, and then we also try to filter in, you know, tips and recommendations that if you look at it, maybe can help you secure one of these positions. And again, mm -hmm. we wanted it to be a resource that not just SEOs that are looking for job or a new job would be interesting. Um, but also we wanted something that like, say like you already have a good SEO role, but you just want to keep a pulse on what's out there, what's going on and things like that. Well, you know, this could be a way that you could see, you know, what's out there and kind of just also observe how the industry is evolving by the positions that are available. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, guys, you can find uh, the link to this newsletter. It's better to subscribe because you can get a lot more, you know, just to subscribe to this newsletter. And uh, I have the question about, uh, for example, we, uh, you know, from my experience, I have, uh, you know, I see two uh, different companies. One companies, uh, one type of companies uh, are looking for uh, uh, SEO specialists who can join to their team and the second type who want to cooperate with agencies because they have no time to organize the process you know yeah it's uh, much simpler for them to cooperate with agencies can you tell for example for companies that don't know uh which way is better for them uh can you tell how to figure out for example it's better to hire specialists in their company or it's better to cooperate with uh, agency or freelancer yeah and i think for for that it's gonna it's gonna depend on a few different things like one i would say to like how how mature of a business is this you know like mm -hmm. right out the gate like a startup well there's going to be certain factors that a startup should be considering in like the construction of the website but maybe they're not ready for a full-time like in-house seo resource and like when you're just starting out you have so many different positions to fill it could be a good scenario where you're getting some expertise and insight that you're making sure that you're developing in the right path. And then I think most businesses will eventually get to a point that there is a value in having an internal SEO. And just because you have an internal SEO doesn't mean that there's no longer ever a need for external expertise. And within SEO, and I've talked to a variety 
of kind of friends that are on the in-house side. And I, I started on the in-house side. And even though there's that value of having someone that's leaving and breathing the organization, knows the people, builds those relationships, you're going to have situations that maybe there's just too much work or additional kind of localization needs. And so there really is like a constant opportunity and value to partner with other people. You bring in new ideas, new perspectives, additional bandwidth, like you could have ebbs and flows of the volume of work you have. So like I have uh, one friend that's on the in-house side and he's working for a global brand and he has a core SEO team, but then he'll use different agencies depending on the market that he's working on. And then that way he's able to tap into some of the nuances whether it's localization factors or kind of just different tactics that might resonate in different markets more than, you know, the standard market. So for him, he'll have his core team and then he offsets that with additional outside resources. And I think that's a really nice balance to have because you have that advantage of, you know, understanding a business strategy, understanding the people that are involved in building those relationships, but then you're also able to tap into external knowledge bases and new ideas, new perspectives, and people that are maybe working with a variety of different websites. So I'd say like, really hard to say what's the absolute best. I think, you know, my ideal is more of a blend within the two, but also it depends on the stage of the business, the size of the website and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, for example, I cooperate with other agencies, freelancers, specialists, uh, because uh, my team can't do anything. We can't do PR, so we cooperate with others, great specialists. Uh, many of them spoke on my podcast. Podcast, they have great results. Uh, I can hire someone who can provide great results with help of reporters out. Uh, by the way, we can do uh for some topics uh, without help but uh, for uh crypto finance topics if uh they uh, some companies have uh the process uh we've cooperated with experts who can provide these quotes why not yeah you can cooperate with them and what do you think about the idea to hire seo manager because uh for me it's a good idea when you don't understand the process and many companies need to pay attention to develop in a way their products they have no time to figure out about creating content or about content marketing but seo manager can understand the process how to cooperate with others how to find the right people how to check out what do you think about that I mean, I, I think you're spot on with that. And like your point too, of like using the partners and things, it's like one of the great things about our industry where it's like, we can lean into that just network and you have that specialization, yeah. whether it's within SEO or within kind of like those tangent fields that are going to play off each other. And I think like the SEO manager role is like a really critical one for businesses because they're almost more of the conductor. And they could be working mm -hmm. with external partners on specific activities. So maybe it's a large content initiative and there's no internal content writers. So then they're working with another SEO partner, content partner to create the content, get the optimization recommendations to the content and then bring it in. Or they're also kind of in the conductor role in the sense of working with the different stakeholder groups within the organization. And so I think at the, the SEO manager position is probably like one of the most critical to be successful in that sense, because they're connecting all the dots. 
But in that sense too, the SEO manager has to have the general and kind of like strong foundational understanding of SEO, but they also yeah. need to have like really strong, strong soft skills, like the communication ability, the ability to build a relationship, the ability to then, you know, showcase the reporting within the organization to instill the confidence that what they're doing is working or not working, why an initiative needs to be picked up. And so you really have to be able to speak a lot of languages and to be able to relay a message and strategy across an organization and then also have kind of the, the eagerness to find those resources, whether it's internal or external, to actually implement and get things live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so valuable. Uh, let's talk about SEO interns or beginners. Can you help them to find the right direction? For example, when I spoke with Neil Patel, he proclaimed that uh, in most cases they hire uh, experts, you know, who have experience, extended knowledge. Uh, but what about interns? Uh, how, how they can uh, start? working on this field uh, develop their skills because it's not about learning you know you uh, it's like to read 100 books uh, without practice it's hard to get uh, real uh, skills can you tell uh, how they can uh, find the right opportunity today yeah and i think one one piece that's really cool about our industry is the amount of knowledge sharing that's out there and whether it's resources like this one and some of the stuff that you've been working on where it's like there's a ton of just knowledge sharing within the SEO community. So it's like the first and foremost like recommendation I have to someone that's either just breaking in or maybe starting in an entry level role or an intern role is to dive into those resources. Like, of course you have like the general kind of publications, you have obviously like the social media outlets. You also have, you know, these resources where someone can listen in the conversations, listen to topics, resources that are being produced. And again, having that just eagerness to learn, to dig in and being a self-learner to actually go out and try those things. And so I think that's the first and foremost, and being that we all fell into this industry in one way or another, it's like we all have that challenge to just continually learn and progress. The other kind of aspect to it, and I was talking to David Bell about this a lot, is a great opportunity sometimes for SEOs, especially if someone wants to, you know, maybe they've done SEO work on smaller websites, but they're looking to break into like more of an enterprise space. It's like you can volunteer for nonprofits, different groups, and typically they're not going to be employing like an SEO, but they're going to have a large website that has the need or like the necessity to have SEO work done. And so by volunteering for like a nonprofit, that's gonna be one, you can pick whatever topic that's interesting or you're passionate about, or you feel is a good cause. And by doing that, you can get your hands on, on working with a large website and have an opportunity to kind of start crafting your skill set. And so I think looking at leaning into the aspects of you know, that it is a community around SEO, but then also being able to, you know, donate some of your time or donate some something to then acquire that experience that then is going to allow you to set yourself apart in the interview process, um, but also just gain um, you know, the skill set needed to actually succeed in whatever role you land.
Mm-hmm. Yeah, valuable. Uh, let's talk about uh, submitting requests. Uh, for example, uh, you know, uh, uh, I read a few uh, tips online that uh, you don't need to uh, find only 100% fit. No, sometimes uh, you can, uh, I don't know, like uh, uh, can fit to the existing position, like uh, 50%, 30%. Do you think it's a good idea to uh, submit your uh, resume uh, if you uh, if you have no this fit like 100%? Absolutely. Like there's mm-hmm. no harm of trying and putting your name in the hat, so to speak. And so, yes, maybe there are some challenges or maybe you don't get that opportunity, but every single time that you apply and have the conversation is gonna give you more and more experience within the process, within how you sell yourself, how you communicate to others. And so it's like, I would say, if you are even interested in the opportunity to go ahead and try, like don't take it personally Mm -hmm. if you don't ultimately land it, but view it as an opportunity to practice, to hone how you present yourself. And then even when people are like, I'm kind of interested, it's like, go ahead and go for it. Like, there's no, like, it's, you're not going to be fined. You're not going to be penalized. It's not like (laughs) you wouldn't get an opportunity later again. So if anything, it's free practice. It's great to go through that because the more you go through it, also the more comfortable, familiar the process is. So then, especially when you are ready or you are qualified for that position, you're going to have that much more experience to ultimately portray yourself the way that you want to be portrayed. And then also, too, it's like you can also get lucky in this. And a lot of times, especially when I'm looking to to hire a, a new role, I'm more interested in the characteristics of the individual than where they're at today. And I think Mm -hmm. a good manager is going to see the potential in someone and how they can develop and grow because you shouldn't necessarily be looking for just, is this individual at day one going to be exactly what you need? Ideally, you're looking at an individual is like, is this someone that can come in, get to where they need to be, but then also continue to progress and continue to be a like more significant resource in the organization. And so I think, that notion too that if you have whether it's the soft skills or just general you know characteristics that are going to be successful in it a good manager shouldn't weigh that or value that more than just the immediate hard skills from day one and that way too again if if you don't feel it you have all of it don't shy away like put yourself out there give yourself that little bit of a push to then ultimately you know, potentially grab a job that you didn't think that you were qualified for. Um, so I think there's no harm in trying and absolutely I'd encourage anyone if they're remotely interested in an opportunity to just go for it and what's the worst that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, love it. Uh, let's talk about writing uh, resume CV. Can you tell uh, what to write there? Because we have so many different templates. Uh, but uh, it's generic stuff. For example, I remember when I listened to audio podcast with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and he highlighted that he want to see video resume, you know, the future of uh, job finding uh, just to film video and tell about yourself because it's interesting, it's new and people love it to get something new. What do you think about this idea to uh, film 
uh, your resume uh, or what to write in uh, standard form, for example? Yeah, so first on the video thing, um, I love it and lean into it. Like a lot of, especially like the bigger um, employers or especially with like remote work, like recruiters are going through a lot of resumes. Um, you know, I feel like the SEO market right now is a little bit more of an employer's market um, or employee's market. So it's like, you know, you, you want something that sets you apart. If someone can watch a video and get an idea of your personality, your character, who you are in person, then your chances of getting that, you know, first interview or second interview is going to be a little bit better. Um, so I'd say like, even if you're like, I don't feel too comfortable being on video again, give yourself a nudge, put yourself out there and go for it. Um, when it comes to like what to include on a resume or CV, the biggest recommendation, which is, I don't know, kind of an obvious one is be specific. Like don't just have one version of your resume for every single job that you apply to, like really make sure it's tailored to that role. And I've seen a lot of resumes that would be like really generic digital marketing focus. And they may have some experience in SEO, but the resume is so geared towards being like a digital marketer and the position is an SEO position. So if it is an SEO position, tailor your resume and be specific of highlighting more of the SEO stuff versus the general kind of digital marketing aspects. And then also I would say like, if you are especially an entry level um, you don't have as much experience in SEO. That's where you want to like add in other skill sets that are specific to SEO. And so maybe you haven't worked as an SEO for years, but you have Python knowledge or you have different mm -hmm. types of coding language knowledge, or you've done analytics type work, include all those things. Cause those are skill sets that employers are looking for. And so even if it's in a below section of just like other skills beyond work experience or beyond education, add all those in. And those are the things too, that you can completely control without necessarily having to pay for anything without needing to actually have the job. It's like, again, there's so many free resources out there to learn the tangent or supportive skills of SEO. And the more that you add in those into your resume, is going to give you potentially the opportunity. And I'd say at the entry level, no one expects you to know everything about SEO. It is an entry level position, but if you show that you have some of those other skill sets, it can be enough to grab attention or enough to, for someone to kind of take that chance or take that risk and bring you on and then kind of see how you develop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, can you tell about the future of SEO? Uh, what kind of future are you expecting? Uh, for example, if someone wanna uh, start uh, learning more about SEO, to jump on this field, to earn money with that, uh, but you know, uh, we still get this question: SEO is that or not? And what do you think? Uh, today, it's not. Uh, I'm pretty sure about that because we can see SEO is growing. But what about the future? Because metaverse is coming, many other stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I, it's an interesting question. And it's like, I do, I've heard more SEO is dead. And it's like, that's not, and like one, obviously no, it's not dead. Like we're both here on this podcast yeah. doing this LinkedIn lives. It's clearly not dead. 
Um, I do think it'll continue to evolve and change like the same way as search engines evolve. Like Google didn't start as the number one search engine. Like that was a change within it. Within Google's span, there's been change of strategy, tactics, and things like that. I think that will absolutely 100% continue to evolve and change. So I think on one hand, you have like, where will SEO exist? And so we predominantly work within Google. Well, maybe that process changes over time and you have more facets of other search channels and search areas that would have a different requirement on how you employ different tactics. So it's like, you have to think of SEO beyond just Google and more of like data retrieval or like how you acquire and get answers answered or questions answered. And so I'd say like one, you have to think of it in a broad mindset and be aware of those other social chap, uh, social channels that are driving or people are going to, to get questions answered within and more in the like shorter term, I think SEO will continue to evolve in being like a diffuse practice. And so you're always going to have the need of like the SEO manager, the dedicated like SEO focus on the channel but you're gonna have more and more individuals throughout an organization that may not be SEOs, but have the need for SEO skills. And so you'll have more UX designers that have to be aware of how the UX will impact SEO. You'll have more content writers that have SEO as a skill set within their portfolio of work or developers, programmers, doesn't matter. It's like, mm -hmm. we all know like for SEO to be successful, we need to work with these other people. And one thing that I've been seeing more and more is other people outside of SEO having SEO as a skill set, even though that's not their primary job function. So I think mm -hmm. that will continue to grow more and more and more. Kind of what we touched on earlier, I think there'll also be more specialization within it, where you'll have people that are more technical or more page speed oriented or more content on page oriented. And you'll have more of this progression of specialization within SEO. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, who knows when it goes? And actually, I'd, I'd like to hear <laughs> what your take on this question is. Like, um, where, where um, do you see it? I, I think, you know, uh, what I can see right now, SEO is growing. Yeah. And it's not dropped in one day. Yeah, because it takes time to change habits, uh, to uh, adapt to something new. And uh, most users uh, are not advanced. It's reality. You know, 87% of people are not advanced. They need time to adapt to new things. Uh, so I think if we can see that SEO is uh, diminishing, you know, uh, decreasing, that means, yeah, at that time, you can think about new channels to adapt to these channels. And I like reply from uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. He, uh, someone asked him about TikTok. Is it a good idea to uh, promote on TikTok because it's probably will be banned in the US? And he replied, of course, you, you need to jump on TikTok because you can get experience. If you work with TikTok and it's banned one day, but you have this experience to promote on Instagram, on any other channel. So SEO can help to create a high quality content. It doesn't matter what type of channel you can cover in the future. Uh, it's better to use multi-channel approach. But SEO is not only about Google. It's more about creating high quality content for your website to sell. So uh, you probably you can't get SEO traffic. That's okay. You know, you can get other traffic, you know, by having this high quality content and uh, um, 
I often get the question that uh, SEO takes time. Uh, okay, what about social media? It takes time as well. So I, I don't know how to grow your channel without time. You need to be consistent to find your way what actually work for you. So yeah, uh, any channel takes time. Even paper uh, click takes time, you know, to set up the right message, to test it, to analyze it. Probably not like SEO, but it's more expensive channel. So it's hard to compare them, but it definitely takes time. Uh, and yeah, uh, email marketing, content marketing, any channel takes time. Uh, and uh, SEO uh, right now has a shiny future, but in the, uh, if it's not, you can adapt to new channels fast by having experience in SEO field. Yeah, it's my attitude about that. Uh, I, have, uh, I have the question uh, about um, best practices. Can you tell uh, best practices for companies and uh, for someone who is looking for a job, uh, how to find job and uh, or how to uh, companies can find the best candidates and people can find the best companies for them? Yeah, so, I mean, let's start on kind of the company side. And this is an area that I, I feel like a lot of companies will kind of miss that because being that SEO is in high demand right now, if you're an SEO, you have job opportunities. Like there's a lot of jobs out there, even with some of the softening in the economy, there's still a lot of good positions out there. And so I think like one, the companies need to embrace and recognize that it is competitive and you have to make your job interesting. You know, don't mm. just take a generic job posting or a generic yeah. SEO description and throw it up and expect like, Hey, it's up on our website. Like people are going to find it and they're going to come to us. So it's like one, make the job description interesting, like attract SEOs to want the position based on reading the job description Two, to not just think that people are going to come to you, be proactive in this. And this is like a big area of you know why we started doing SEO recruiting for previsible is it's like one, yeah, there's a social network out there, reach out, invite people, even if someone's not looking, like, I don't think anyone ever gets upset by having a job opportunity. Like, if someone reaches out to me and says, hey, there's this thing, like, I may turn it down and say, hey, like, I'm not, not looking for a job right now, but I'm never going to be upset by being offered. If anything, it's more flattering. It's like, hey, someone, you know, would be interested in hiring me. So it's like, be proactive in your outreach, in your you know, recruiting to actually like bring people in. So it's not just like pull mechanism, push mechanism as well. And then the other really difficult piece I've seen within like large organizations is it's, it's a really hard discipline to evaluate talent from outside of the industry. So mm -hmm. it's like, I've worked with some amazing HR people and some amazing recruiters in the past but they're only able to vet talent so far because they haven't actually worked in the industry. And so yeah. understanding that you may only go so far about being able to evaluate an SEO, because it's like, again, if you're from outside the industry, a lot of it just sounds like jargon and understanding the quality of an SEO can be really, really challenging for someone that hasn't worked in SEO. So it's like mm -hmm. acknowledge that and be thinking about that in the steps that you create for that applicant and having them just go through non SEOs is not always going to be the easiest way 
to evaluate talent in that sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you have the question. Most of the clients have general query that they need results in week. Is it possible? Um, I mean, I think that depends. Maybe it's a nuance in the question. So it's like one, it does if the if the question is more geared towards like a query of like an applicant or like you know, hiring an SEO, it's like, yeah, it is gonna take a little bit of time to find the right SEO. You don't want to just hire the first person. You want to make sure you do your outreach, you're getting the best talent to come in to then evaluate it. If I interpret the question the other way of like how long does it take for SEO to be implemented or to have success? I mean, you hit on it earlier. It does take time. You do need to invest on it. I usually like to kind of think of it is you have time and money and both of those things are going to impact the timeline of impact in SEO. And sure, there's always going to be an element that takes time, but if you have deep enough pockets to have more developers, more content writers, more people, well, you're going to be able to have an impact faster. So it's like the more you're willing to invest, you can kind of decrease that time a little bit, but it's not to say, Hey, I only have whatever amount, and then expect that to be a light switch like in paid or PPC that can kind of just go on and have an immediate impact. Like you do have a development aspect to it, but if you're really trying to short change and have a quicker impact, investing more is certainly going to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I have the question about uh, what uh, people don't need to do today. Uh, they shouldn't do uh, because it's obsolete. It doesn't work. Uh, it's generic. Uh, any other stuff? Because, uh, for example, what you can see that people still do, but uh, it's not best practice. Uh, far away from that. <laughs> uh, this is a this is a good one, and it I would say it depends on like the type of business too. Because like mm -hmm. one thing for sure that's like an easier answer to it is the like old kind of school SEO mentality of like one keyword, one landing page and just building out variants of uh, landing pages that are similar but slightly differentiated. It's like, right, with search engines, general understanding of language, they're able to kind of make the association between the different entities of intent and things like that. So it's like, we have more of a push into this like robust holistic content, which is different than how it was maybe like five, 10 years ago. And so like that aspect is one, but in part of search engines evolution of understanding of language and things like that, is it also has like decreased some more historical like ranking factors. And again, if you go mm -hmm. back farther enough, keywords in the URL used to be way mm -hmm. more significant of a factor and it doesn't mean it's not a factor but it doesn't have the same importance that it used to and so you mm -hmm. have this need of using keywords in your you know url title h1 yeah you still need to do that but you also want to make it like understandable by the user synonyms doesn't make as big of a difference and things like that so search engine can understand that not going to have as big of an impact I think too, like size of website can have a huge impact on backlinks. You know, if you're a startup and a small website, like getting additional backlinks can have a really significant impact on, you know, how often you're crawled, getting things indexed, overall authority to it. 
But it's like if I'm working with a large enterprise website that just has a slew of backlinks, like that's not going to be in my top 10 initiatives that I'm looking to implement because it's like you already have that factor. You already have that aspect. Why am I going to burn time on that? Like I'm going to spend more time on internal linking, ensuring that we're not over-indexing low-quality pages and things in that nature. So I think long answer, the biggest area of where the change is, is through search engines ability to understand language. And from that, since they're able to understand language more, it's not as much of a one for one. And you're able to kind of shift in your strategy of like type of content, length of content, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Okay, we have the final question. Uh, what is the best approach to do SEO for e-commerce website? It is different from normal website like business or service website should the same for all platforms. What do you think? Yeah, e-commerce is a, so that's one that I've spent a fair amount of space in. Um, you're going to have some variation again, size of website, but a lot of e-commerce has been pretty substantial size because you have like the number of SKUs or products that they're selling, you're going to have category pages, information or editorial pages on top of that. And with that, you're typically also going to have a lot of filters that you can apply to like search results pages. So there's definitely a risk of over-indexation. And so if you simply like apply too many filters on an e-commerce site, you're going to get down to a page that has zero products for that. You don't want those pages indexed. It's going to take away from your crawl efficiency and how search engine is calling it. It's also going to view the site as lower quality content because you have a lot of blank or empty pages. So I think within e-commerce, the biggest things that I'd be looking at is like the number of pages, the quality of those pages, like first and foremost, and then you're implementing things on like a page template level for the most part. So it's like, what changes can we make to a product page that's going to impact all of our product pages? It could be in, I don't know, internal linking, like how many similar related products do you have in that carousel? Do you have that carousel? And so thinking on that page template perspective, is going to be something really, really helpful. You can have different strategies for the type of category pages, product pages. And the big one too, I'd say is lean into informational content, especially on those more kind of like top head terms. We've seen more and more on those really broad generic queries, Google's blending in transactional and informational pages. So it's like, I do a search for running shoes. I'm not just going to get category pages of running shoes. I'm going to get editorial content. That's uh, best running shoes for 2022. What are the you know best running shoes for beginners? And so you have this blend and it's an opportunity to potentially rank on terms that are more competitive to your smaller website, or also if you create enough separation between like your informational and your transactional pages you might even have an opportunity for stack rankings because you're showing to a search engine that there's two completely different intents on those pages and they're not actually competing against each other yeah also awesome <laughs> yeah uh, we have more questions but you know guys you can ask 
all these questions uh tyson directly now just connect with him on linkedin subscribe to his newsletter you can learn a lot about google update about finding the job Tyson, it's a big pleasure to get on my show to learn from you tell our audience how they can reach out to you learn more about you follow you yeah um i mean on on normal platforms so if you want to reach out on twitter tyson underscore stockton um also on linkedin where i'm a little more active i'd say um but linkedin is just tyson stockton um and also check out our company's website at previsible.io yeah okay guys you can find all these links in the description below listen us on apple google spotify thanks again for your time welcome back anytime back you know to share more value because i love it and guys you need to subscribe to this newsletter okay love you see you